Friday. Today's a really positive episode. I'm really excited to bring on my friend Kelsey Patel. But before we get to Kels, I want to read a review because this made my day and I appreciate you, MD Pinner. The review is called Binge Listener, five star. I bounce between five and eight podcasts about leadership, parenting, health, and fitness. I am so excited to have found Be Well by Kelly. While most people binge watch Netflix, I found myself binge listening to Kelly's podcast. I started from episode one and listened to two each morning and get excited for my mornings and quiet time just to hear the next one. She brings great guests on her podcast and teaches me so much about health, life, business, and parenting. Kelly, thank you for being down to earth and making healthy living simple. That is my goal in life. It does not have to be uh, confusing or hard. We just need to stay motivated and get excited about the good stuff. So I really appreciate it. If you just found me and you already are feeling that way, I feel like I'm doing my job. So it makes me really happy. I appreciate you and, um, and anyone else who's reviewed the show. It really helps people find us. So thanks so much. All right. Couple little announcements. My fingers are crossed that Amazon has accepted my shipment of protein powder. It is at their facility. We are just waiting for them to populate it and make it available to you. So don't forget to give Amazon a check for Be Well by Kelly Protein. It is a grass-fed beef protein isolate. It's from a pasture-raised farm in Sweden. It includes three ingredients, pasture-raised beef protein, which is all your essential amino acids plus collagen amino acids, monk fruit, organic monk fruit, and organic flavor, like organic cacao for chocolate, organic vanilla for vanilla, or an unsweetened flavor, if you'd like to doctor up your own favorite flavor. So that's one announcement. The second announcement is that the Fab Four Fundamentals is still on sale. It is on sale through the 4th of July weekend, going back to its 250 price on the 7th. So you have until July 6th to get it at the $197 price. That means you're getting 15 videos, about the Fab Four, along with a 40-page downloadable PDF toolkit, which includes way more information than my book. Some of the additional PDFs you'll receive is about how to use prebiotics in your smoothie, how to increase insulin sensitivity, Fab Four for weight loss, the FAQs on the Fab Four smoothie, a book club review. Lots of fun PDFs have been added to the course. Plus, if you sign up now, you'll join class two, which means you're going to get five additional Zoom hours in the classroom with me throughout July, where you can ask any of your personal questions. My first class, the OG class, um, hold a special place in my heart. I feel like these people are, (laughs) I've seen their little faces on the other side of my computer. They are my community. And it's been such a pleasure to support them on their wellness journey, just to stay motivated and increase the nutrition in their life and um, in their family's life as well. So First of all, a little shout out to class one. If you are interested in joining, I can't wait to invite you to class two throughout July. And remember, these additional Zoom hours are only going to happen throughout 2020. The minute baby two is here, uh, mom is not going to have the availability and the time to host these courses. So if you've ever been thinking about joining the Fab Four Fundamentals and doing some classroom time with me, now is the time. Okay, let's get to Kelsey because I think this podcast is the best way to start your day. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to welcome my friend Kelsey Patel to the show today. She is a wellness expert, a Reiki master, and first time author of her new book, Burning Bright. Yay! Kels, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cal. I'm so honored to be here. And by the way, your podcast is amazing. I was checking all of it out and I am obsessed. So your listeners are very, very blessed to have you finally in this format. Oh, I, re- I really appreciate that. It's been, it's been just so fun to talk to my friends and people I've looked up for, to for a really long time and, and just to learn from other guests. It's, um, it's, really, it's really special. And I can't, you know, I can't tell you how excited I am to like be putting podcasts out on Wednesday and on Friday because I feel like Wednesday is like really strictly wellness based. But then Friday I get to really explore like entrepreneurs and like female leaders and moms. And it's just, you know, I just I have a lot of people that I love to talk to. So it's been really fun. It's amazing. And also it's because it's this idea that people are then we get all the perspectives that life really has inside of it. It's not just one way of looking through a spectrum, right? You're showing all of it. So I just wanted to say kudos and your listeners are very lucky. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. I really appreciate it. Well, I know that they're really, really gonna love this episode. And I'm so excited 
um, not only to tell your story and to talk about you know what inspired you to write Burning Bright um, and you know your journey into becoming one of uh, I would say like the most popular uh, Reiki um, and wellness expert out there. I mean, you've been at all of like the Goop conferences and Mind Body Green, and um, you know everyone looks to you to really provide that calm and like meditative space and really like pure energy. So um, I'd like to start the podcast that way. So that people get a real good taste of who you are and what you do, not just by talking about it, by experiencing it. So how do you feel about that? I love that because that's actually one of... I mean, you know this about me, but that's really one of the things that I always want to leave people with is this idea of having an experience of the work. Because it's really easy for all of us to just talk about it and then for people to listen. and But it can still feel like it's really far from tangible or far from being a real part of your quote-unquote ability. Those are the stories that people love telling themselves, myself included. Um, but yeah, let's dive in because I think giving people the experience of, of this practice is something that's so powerful and goes far beyond what you and I could ever say. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll let you take it away. All right. So everybody, wherever you're listening, obviously, please make sure you do this in a safe way. If you're driving, maybe fast forward and come back to this practice later on today or whenever you have a few minutes just to sit down and get still. And if you are in a place where you can, even if you have your pets or your kids around, it's okay. Just allow this softness and this time to be a part of your day. So wherever you are, just taking a few moments and you don't even need to close your eyes. Just sit up a little taller. And then feel your sit bones really rooting down into the seat or the floor beneath you. Feel your body elevating and lifting up as you lengthen the spine. And just with your eyes nice and soft and your breath going in and out of the body. To bring that breath into the spine. Let's just tend to our central nervous system for a moment. As you do this, take a full inhale breath and just let your whole spine lengthen and receive that space of breath. And then as you exhale, just allow energy to release down and out through your arms and through your hands, just letting go of what you've held or taken in that you don't need. Let's do that three more times. Inhale, fill up the spine, root down to rise up. And as you exhale, just let something go. You don't need to know what, you don't need to know why, just release. Inhale, fill and open that space in the back body. Open your mouth as you exhale and just let go. Last time, fill up into that whole back body. And this time, just hold your breath for a moment. Relax the shoulders as you inhale a little more, sip a little more air. Get a little taller. And this time, exhale through the front of your chest, through the heart space. Exhale. And if it's available to you, maybe softly close the eyes now. Feel your whole body. Allow a sense of spaciousness, clarity, peace. Come into the whole being, to the mind and the heart. As you exhale, just soften into surrender. Letting go of expectations, of noise, of to-do lists. And do that two more times. And 
in this last minute. We'll be sending distance Reiki healing. The energy is simply intended for balance and harmony. Just help move and shift any energy so you can come back to your day feeling balanced, harmonized, letting things be easy. Just take a moment to notice how this feels. Has anything shifted since when you started? No need to control or make it last. Just aware. Aware of how you feel. What's come up or perhaps what's softened for you. Take a deep breath in. Big breath out. When you're ready, inhale, tuck the chin to the chest. Exhale, gently open your eyes. Yay. (laughs) That's a great way to start. I'll tell you that. Right? Even your voice is like, okay. (laughs) Let's do this. (laughs) No, it's amazing just focusing on breath and like being really focused on where you're allowing that breath to travel and um, just calming your body. It's a really, it's a really great way to start. I think any work day, any like period of focus, any like interaction with your spouse, it, it just feels good. It does. And I think people don't always realize again, myself included with all of this, how five minutes can actually create a huge shift in the whole day for you. Even, and it's not, you know, I think people get stuck in this mindset of, oh, well, I meditated today. And maybe, okay, maybe you did, but maybe it was six hours ago. And maybe you need five minutes again now at 2 p.m. or whatever to reset again. And I feel like that's sort of where people have gotten sort of a little too um, rigid in some of their wellness practices. It's not about, to me, wellness isn't about, you know, having a schedule with all of your um, attentiveness and awareness. It's about flexibility, right? It's about that idea. And I know you know this in your own practice and what you do with your clients. It's like, it's about creating this flexibility in mind, body, and spirit so that if something like COVID-19 or something comes, like you have, you have durability, you have resource. Yeah, I feel like tools can make you so resilient. And like just knowing what's in your toolbox and being able to react in a moment and get in the practice and habit of being like, I need this right now. I'm gonna do this. Um, and almost just like an intentional pause and getting good at knowing when you need that. So powerful. Yes. Amen. So can can you start us from the beginning? How how did your journey start and you know bring you to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I'm going to make it short because, as many of us do in life, I mean, I'm sure I don't know actually when you started off with your work, did you always know that this was where you wanted to go? <laughs> I love you. You're interviewing me. I know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I want to know. As your friend. I've, I've always loved health and wellness. Um, but when I first got, it, got started, I thought I needed to be everything. So like, I'm a certified 200-hour yoga instructor. I'm certified <laughs> in sculpt. I'm certified in a, from the National Strength and Conditioning Association as a personal trainer. Um, you know, I just like... I felt like wellness, I just, it, it's such, it's, a, it's the wild west, um, you know, and to have like a health coaching degree. And then on top of that, a clinical nutrition degree and, you know, from, from coaching classes to literally going back to UCLA, it's, it's been a long journey for me. But what I did realize in the first year very quickly was that I liked motivating people to make powerful nutrition decisions in their life. Um, and I liked working out with my friends, but I didn't want to, 
I didn't want to train my friends. Okay, so that's fascinating. And I also think it's a really important thing for any of the listeners because I just want to touch on this and I will get to the answer to the question, but you know how I roll, I always go very intuitive with it. Yeah, me too. Is That's why we work. Um, I think it's really important for people listening that have a desire to get into the wellness space to really hear that because I went down the same rabbit hole of like, oh, I'm going to get my ecstatic dance certification from Shiva Ray and then I'm going to get my 200-hour yoga certification and I'm going to get my Reiki masters all the way up to the Reiki master teacher and I'm going to go do meditation courses and I'm going to go do... And I, I kept feeling like I was a one degree away from being... Um, valuable and being non-imposter syndrome. And I think it's so important. To, I, I absolutely love degrees and I love certifications. I mean, I certify people in Reiki, but I really think there's a slippery slope for people when it comes to being ready to just stand in the space of knowing what you feel passionate about and knowing how you want to serve and how you want to show up versus your ego's trick that it will play on you that you still need that one other certification to become quote unquote validated. Do you agree with that? Oh, to this day. I mean, there are times when I'm interviewing MDs and I think to myself, no, you really should go back and get your registered dietitian, your RD. (laughs) And then I stop myself and I'm like, no, wait. I literally dropped three nutrition courses at UCLA because the intro to nutrition course I was being taught was not the science I knew to be true in PubMed as of like 2019, 2018. And I don't need that. Like I can go get the science on my own and I understand it, but I completely like... What you're saying is resonating so strongly with me because so many people... So many people get so excited and they go do their health coaching or they go do, you know, meditation or yoga or whatever it is. And then it's the actual work that's so scary because they don't think they're worthy. Amen. Oh my God, I have chills all over my body. Because even if it's one of you listening that needs to hear this, like you need to hear this because I feel like I've just watched so many people, including myself. I mean, there was a moment where I'll never forget a friend said to me, and this it was so important for me to hear. She was like, Kels, another certification isn't going to get you any closer to what you really want to be doing. So just get started. And it was the best advice. And I was so terrified to start doing, you know, Reiki clients one-on-one. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like when I started doing this work, you know, because it's very easy now to look at what you're doing, Kelly, or what I'm doing, or anybody else that you would quote unquote admire in the wellness field, is it's very easy to look at them and feel like it just must have started like that, that big or that whatever it was. And I always like to, to demystify it for people and tell them when I started doing workshops in LA, I had workshops where no one signed up or came or I had a workshop that I was so excited about and three people signed up and one person came you know and I think it's so and my rates when I started off were so so cheap um, for an hour session and I would end up doing them like an hour and a half session because I felt so unworthy of doing the work and that's not something that you can get in a certification program that just comes with you taking the time to get in and do the work and then also to start to see yourself and to continue and recognize the work that you still have to do as you're out in the world. And there is a place where you can be both still needing to do work on yourself and be guiding others. I really believe in that. That's so true. And it's it's so powerful to share that you've had workshops where people haven't shown up and that your rates were low. Like I remember when I was you know, $50 an hour and I would drive 45 minutes to the <laughs> valley to meet someone. But like the confidence, it comes from the work. It yep. comes from like helping someone, seeing them transform, seeing their life change, seeing them like affect other people and pass that like positive energy on or those like tools or, or just, you know, just that sort of magnetic energy for good 
to just like continue to pass it on. And you're like, actually, I am affecting change. When you start to see yourself affect change, I mean, that really does happen when you when you see the clients and do the work. And then exactly what you said, there are going to be people that you meet where you're like, I need to go deeper to support this person better. And what do I need to do to elevate myself to be able to support people on the next level? Amen. And then also, it's, it's a great practice. Like you don't know your... I very much believe... You don't always know your boundaries. Like you might have very firm boundaries in certain things, absolutely. But you don't really always know your boundaries until they get pushed up against, you know? And I'm sure you've had that too of like, okay, maybe I don't give my clients my cell phone number. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not available on a Sunday night at 7 p.m. People coming into my home for sessions because it ends up being 10 p.m. and my husband's waiting for me to have dinner because it's been three hour session instead of an hour session. Uh, it happens. It happens all the time. You just want to. It that goes back to feeling unworthy and wanting to give more time so that they feel like they're getting their money's worth, and that you're. You can enact change in the allotted hour you've provided them if you've done the work to show up for them. Yes, and yes, and also as we both know, clients, and this goes for for all. I mean, I'm clients of people. You know, like I practice what I preach. I have my team of people that I love and call upon. Um, I was just saying before we recorded that I went to acupuncture yesterday. You know, we all have that those people. And it's also really about how you choose to show up as the client. Like I used to feel guilty almost showing up to sessions when I needed help and support. And I would always ask how they're doing and if they needed help with anything. And then I really started to see how much that wasn't their intention and I didn't need to make it mine either. And then I've been able to show up to all of the things that I choose and elect to book for myself. Even if it's a doctor's appointment, it doesn't matter to me. I really now give myself full permission to be the patient or the client and to receive. And it makes it so much more powerful for both them and for me. I think you've done a really good job and you're a great example of like setting boundaries and and learning to balance your energy. There are certain people that really just give, 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 and they're worried about everyone else and they're left empty. And that's like saying yes to things that you really in your heart want to say no to, but you feel like you need to be loyal, supportive, a really good friend, whatever the case may be. And you're showing up for that person, but you're not showing up for yourself. Like, What advice do you have for people who may be living that type of a life and energetically just giving it away? Oh, that could make me cry because it's such a powerful question. And it's so important for people to start to really take inventory and look at these parts of their lives because it's where, you know, it's where things like thyroid disease and adrenal fatigue and all of and Hashimoto's and autoimmune disorder, it's where all of these things, in my personal opinion, start to leak and start to stem from is energy drainage, you know? And I think, you know, if your doctor is telling you, wow, you know, or you're feeling this this exhaustion all the time, I would very much start with, of course, the the bio, you know, mechanical parts of your body and doing the things that you can from that perspective. But you're also going to recognize that you are the common denominator. No one else is going to manage your energy levels for you, but you, and you really deserve to feel healthy and to feel vibrant and to actually, and this is something I never thought was possible when I was in the throes of just not knowing my value or my worth. It's possible to wake up and feel energized. And I never knew that. And I think, you know, and I was someone who suffered from mono and I had shingles and chronic urinary tract infections in my 20s. And it was very hard for me to like even face it or realize it or show up for myself during that because I just kept... I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked in a Fortune 500 company and I taught dance and I danced in a company. Like I did all the things and I was just constantly draining. Like I don't know if I've ever actually asked myself if this is what I want to be doing. I just kept doing. And I think for anyone out there that really doesn't know where to start, 
my best piece of advice, and it's so simple, is wake up in the morning, put your hands on your heart, take a few deep breaths and ask yourself, just for today, what is one act of self-care or self-love that I will give myself? Just one thing. And it could be as simple as like, make a Fab Four smoothie or... (laughs) you know, drink water with lemon or, you know, and just commit to that one thing. It could be just go for a walk today. You don't even put a time limit on it. Just this one act of self care that you're going to show up for. And that to me is the starting point to start to create sort of these non-negotiables where you know what you need for yourself that day and you are going to actively participate in it. That's so beautiful. I think a lot of times people look at their days and even those wellness techniques or like those little self-care things end up being just another thing on their to-do list and they can't find joy in it. Yes. It's like, I have to get through this workout. And I, I, yes, and yes, and yes. And I even think, you know, to me, movement is not a self-care act. To me, movement is a necessity. It's like having water and food. And I don't mean a workout. I mean movement. You know, your body will atrophy if you don't move it. You're, you have to create... If you want to shift the energy of the mind, shift the energy of your body and immediately you don't have to do anything else. The energy of your mind will shift. It's just basic science, right? And so if people can understand that you might not want to do the quote-unquote workout, okay, so don't. Don't change. Don't do anything different. Just literally put your hands and knees on your carpet and start doing some stretching. And then maybe I always use music as a motivator. Make a playlist of five songs that you just love and start with some slow, delicious movement that is not work. It's just breathing and stretching. And then after about three minutes, five minutes maybe, you're going to want to incorporate new movement. And then that new movement becomes new. You you see what I mean? It's like people just have to start slow and kind versus that like aggressive, I got to get this done and I got to go for it. I think what you're talking about is is a foundation to wellness. It's it's almost in a way a like you know a gateway to movement. Yeah. Because you get the taste of it and you can feel your body change and the physiology and then your your mental state and your mood and then you want more of it. I think that's such a better way to go. So sustainable, right? It's that's like long that's what longevity looks like. And in so many of these practices like um herbal herbalism or you know acupuncture or yoga or whatever you want to look at meditation so many of these practices are intended to create longevity right and resiliency so it's not about doing movement because of in my opinion i always try to give people a new way of looking at it you're not doing movement for like calories burned and steps walked, even though of course that's very satisfying to the ego. I love looking at my steps after like a day in New York City when I've had meetings everywhere. It's very satisfying, but you're not doing it for that reason. If you can shift it to say, I want to strengthen my muscles because I want I want to have longevity and I want my life to feel good. You know, so when I'm 80 years old, I have that strength to do things. I have that resilience in my body if something like disease or something like a virus comes around. To me, that's really the shift in the mental space of wellness. And it takes a person really just shifting their mindset and recognizing how much a choice all of this is. Not not a you have to do this or you didn't have a good day. It's about, I want to do this because I, I do give a shit about how my body feels in my life. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those non-negotiables for you? What are the things that are woven into your day that that you know that you're focused on for longevity and for your wellness? I would say um, every morning I won't get out of my bed. I don't care if I'm late to anything. Um, I won't get out of my bed until I have done 
it's Reiki on myself, but really it's, it's very lazy in the sense that I just lay in bed and put my hands on my heart and I just breathe and I allow myself to just feel present and to fill up myself with light and to fill up. I pray. I mean, I really give myself this deep time to connect and it might be for just 10 minutes. It might be for 30 minutes. I might do some stretching in bed or setting up my intentions for the day or just asking God to like show me how to serve of, I have this new mantra of just, I want what you want universe. I want what you want for me, God, you know, to really create this um, sort of art of surrender um, because I have a very, very controlling mind and I've been very type A for many, many years of my life. Um, so I try to challenge those parts of myself because it just feels better. Um, and then I love my morning coffee ritual with my husband. We have our lemon water with uh, in the morning and then we'll have our coffee with col- chocolate collagen that we took from your playbook. Mm. Um, and and then I really go slow, like even doing this podcast this morning, like this was a, mm, do I want to, do I really want to? Like I actually check in with myself um, and that's an absolute non-negotiable is I, my mornings are very sacred to me. And also I like to just give myself space. If I want to sleep in, I sleep in. And I'm fortunate to not have young kids. So my kids are older. So I have that luxury right now. Um, But, you know, I think really daily check-ins with myself is also part of my non-negotiables is I get asked to do a lot of things and I know you do too. Um, And before I would have said yes to everything because I really had an unworthiness complex. And now I don't feel that way at all. Like I'm doing this morning podcast with you because I actually, I really want to, but I gave myself permission to check in before saying yes. And I think that's a huge part of my wellness practice is not saying yes out of fear or out of unworthiness or any of my old programs. It's saying yes, because it's like an absolute yes. And how do you identify when it's an absolute yes? And how do you get to the root of like it being true to your soul? I think, you know, I think we all make choices that we realize after the fact that we didn't really want it to. And I've made many of those where I say yes. And then when I, as the moment is coming up, I I recognize that I'm starting to feel anxious about it. And it should have been a no. (laughs) So I don't always know, of course, but I use that information as a guide for the next moment, right? Because we're all constantly changing and we're all constantly growing and I'm certainly not perfect. So I think it's also about being really, really kind with myself. So even if I say yes to something and then I realize I don't want to do it, um, I usually follow through with my commitment, but I give myself permission to change how I show up to it. And I think that's a big part of it, right? Is that comes back to that flexibility concept of, oh, well, part of the reason I'm getting anxious or don't want to do this is because I've created a demand or an expectation of myself that nobody else did. I did it of how I need to show up for this thing, of how I need to present myself, of how I need to give. And I really challenge myself to show up differently than what my ego is telling me of, quote unquote, how I have to show up. So that helps. Um, And then other than that, I just... I'm at a place which I'm so grateful for. And I think age is a huge part of it. Um, And, you know, just growth and learning yourself. I'm also at a place now where I don't feel that I have anything to prove. And that feels really, really good. Is I feel very, um, and this isn't every day, but most days now I feel really confident with who I am and not because I need other people's validation. It's not about other people. It's it's that I feel confident with who I am for me and I feel aligned and that helps me make those decisions. That's really beautiful. I feel like when people align themselves with their passion and what they're meant to be doing, they can get sucked into what I call the energy vortex where 
what you're doing synergistically gets you further because you're so in tuned with it being your passion and 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 just that I guess like collective energy. It's just pretty powerful. And I I mean yes, and I, it's also like when you stop comparing, right? When you stop trying to look at yourself in the world compared to others. I just don't do that to myself anymore. It's like now it's I look at myself in the world as who I want to be and how I want to show up for myself, for my family, for my loved ones, and then also for like my fellow human beings and for the earth. That's really where I I look now is is to see me with me, not me compared to other people. Oh, you are burning bright, Kelsey. You are burning bright. So, so can we talk a little bit about what inspired you to write this book? Because I feel like you're an old soul. You're like, you're like a monk Buddha <laughs> spirit princess. I don't know. Bathing um, um, me in positive magic energy vibes. Um, you know, Reiki for some people is a little bit woo. Um, and so I think I want to, I think I want you to explain to them what a Reiki session looks like, what inspired the book and what they can expect. Amazing. So Reiki is a Japanese healing modality. We use our palm chakras. You have chakras all over your body. The main seven chakras people have probably seen depicted in a picture in a yoga studio or on a book somewhere that go sort of right down the center of the body. You see them when a person is seated in meditation. Um, but we also have chakras everywhere. And two of those very strong chakras are in our palms. And so that is what we connect to when you're creating the connection with the Reiki source energy. Source Reiki source could be considered God, universe, whatever you want to call it, but it's this idea of, of sort of this universal energy that's bigger than the energy that we are in our are one unique physical vessels. And the whole intention with Reiki is balance and harmony. So anyone who... I grew up very, very Irish Catholic in North Dakota. So all of these concepts were like very woo to me. And I was very much a non-believer, if you will. Um, And... So for Reiki, you know, it's really important for people to recognize that it's just about bringing balance and harmony to the mind, body, and spirit. Um, so a Reiki session for a person um, coming in for the first time, it's different. Every practitioner will probably do some things a little bit differently, but the idea is the same. Is They'll do an assessment, ask you if there's any areas that you really want to work on, if there's anything going on for you. And it's beyond just the physical body. If you have a big project or if you're starting a new venture or if you're releasing something big, it's it's going to help move all of the energies, the emotional, the mental, the physical energies of the body. So that's really the idea is to help you assess where you're at and kind of how you want to feel or what brought you in for a session. And then the practitioner will lay you down. You stay fully clothed in a Reiki session. They may or may not ask you to just take your socks off because we Reiki your feet and your feet have very strong chakras as well, which is why people love the concept of earthing because it's your it's your actual chakras of your feet that are connecting to that um, to that source. So they'll basically have you lay down. They might play some soft music, um, maybe use some essential oils to just sort of give you into a state of peace, and then they'll begin their work. Typically, a Reiki practitioner doesn't touch any part of your body except. Uh, maybe the back of your head and perhaps your feet. Um, But they may touch other parts, but never anywhere that would be um, like an uncomfortable part of the body. Um, And then they may or may not flip you onto your stomach and do some work on your back. And that's it. A session is typically probably about 45 minutes um, on the actual table. Um, But again, every practitioner varies in their own unique way. Um, And I defer to each practitioner and how they like to show up for their clients. Um, And then in the book, I really... I mean, I didn't ever think, I can't wait to write a book. It was really other people seeing me as an author and a writer before I saw myself as that. Um, and so I've, I've gotten for years, I'm sure like you, Kelly, I had gotten 
a lot of different random um, smaller publishing houses to reach out to me and ask me if I'd ever considered writing a book. And I, it just wasn't the time. And then Jordan Younger, our mutual friend, had asked me about if I wanted to meet her book agent. And this was years ago. And I said, okay, sure, no problem. Introduce us. And we had this amazing conversation, hadn't met. And, and I was like, you know, it's just not the right time. So a year or so went by. And then I was in New York for meetings and we ended up having this connection and we all met met in their office and decided to work on a book proposal. Then as luck would have it, I met you, not met, but I saw you and Will Cole at the Goop, that private Goop event. And I was like, how do you guys have time to do it all? And Will Cole so graciously gave me um, the info for the person who helped him write his book. And that was really what I needed was like an accountability partner. (laughs) And that was how the book started. And it is so far beyond me. I don't I don't know if you feel this way with your book, but it has to me it's taken on its own sovereignty now. Like it has fully, I'm too small of a container (laughs) to keep the energy inside of me that the book has. The book has so much uh, it's it's infused with Reiki healing. So people have messaged me that upon just getting the book, they felt this wave of energy or they started to cry or anything. It's just got its own magical power. And I embedded each book with a healing code for that specific person um, so that they can really feel a connection to the words and the work for themselves. And yeah, it just takes you on a journey. I don't really know what else to say or how to describe it. So would you would you say that it's like motivational for people or more like centering and grounding? I would say it's going to open you up to a spiritual side of you. I would say it's going to feel like a breath of fresh air. It's going to feel like you can take a long exhale <laughs> when you read the book. Um I would say it'll make you thirsty to want to try the practices. So the first, there's three parts to the book. The first part is really sort of an assessment and awareness. I talk, and there's a lot of science in the book because I wanted, I really wanted to connect to the people who are the non-believers and to help people who have not, who have really kept an arm's length from this work out of fear or unknown or whatever it may be. That was really the intention when I wrote the book was to help people who maybe are suffering with anxiety, pain, burnout, but don't know how to address it in a non-conventional way. And that was the intention for the book. And now sort of looking at how it's been out for a week and how people have already been reacting to it, um, it's going to be a unique experience for everyone who touches it and everyone who reads it because it will speak to you in the way that you are are seeking or needing or desiring that support. And so the second part of the book is all about the triad of wholeness and you get to identify all these different parts of yourself um, and sort of how you are feeling and where you're at in your life in that sort of mind-body-spirit connection. And then the last part of the book is all about practices and rituals and very digestible ways to incorporate this stuff now without waiting, without going to a wellness retreat, without getting certified in something. I teach you how to do Reiki on yourself. I teach you how to do EFT, emotional freedom technique, which is also known as tapping, which is an amazing anxiety diffuser. Um, I just teach you all these things that I've learned over more than a decade because... I want people to feel empowered and I want people to take healing into their own hands. You're showing everyone it's accessible. Yeah. And that it's real and that it works. And you you can try it, not because you have to or you should, but because you can and you're worthy of thriving and not surviving. You're worthy of vibrancy. You're worthy of burning bright. You're worthy of like living a life that feels graceful and easy and joyful and not full of stress and pain and anxiety. Oh, delicious. (laughs) It's just, 
It's really true. I feel like so many people are so burnt out. And even with this change, COVID has created a large change in a lot of people's lives. They're obviously home. They're not saying yes. They're not able to you know, be pulled in every different direction. But it's requiring a completely different like relationship with yourself and self-care. What are some of the tips in the back of the book that people can maybe incorporate now if they're just listening in and they put the book on order, but they need something right now to take care of themselves? What do you think um, is the best practice in the back of your book? Mm, I love that. Um, So I will say, one, it's so simple and I encourage everyone to just try it. Try it not because you need it to work, but because you're just curious. (laughs) I talk a bit about radical curiosity as a really great uh, entry into doing this work. Um, And it's hand-washing. And it's so ironic that this is like the time that everyone is obsessively hand-washing, right? But I put this ritual in the book that's a hand-washing ritual. And it's something that I have been using for years in my own practice and having, you know, doing workshops with maybe 25 people or doing workshops with 500 people where I'm raking the whole audience. And my, the first thing I do when I'm done is I go into a bathroom and I run water on my hands all the way up to my elbows. And as I'm doing it, and the reason I'm saying this to people is because many of us, even though you might not realize it yet, or you might not be aware of it, or maybe you do know this part of yourself, we're all collectively carrying and picking up energy from other people. So even if you're not physically seeing people, you are absolutely collectively picking up on energy from watching news, from being on Zoom calls or Instagram or whatever, because there's so much openness right now. There's so much stillness in many ways, which creates a very open energy portal. And that's not something to be afraid of. It's more just like, it's beautiful actually. And it's something to be aware of. So people... This is a great time to start meditating because you actually can probably drop in a lot easier because the world is a little more still. Having said that, the hand-washing ritual is an amazing way to clear energy. So you finish a big call, right? After the podcast, Kelly. Like you do something and you go into the bathroom, you put water all the way up to your elbows and then you get your soap or whatever it may be and you start washing and you start basically, you know, just massaging your arms and your hands. And as you're doing it, you're just thanking whatever that interaction was, whatever that energy was, and you're letting it go. You're consciously saying, thank you so much. And now I am asking to release and clear myself of any exchanged energy and just letting it wash away and dissolve with the water, just like gracefully releasing it. And then at the end, once the soap is off, I'll do a blast of cold water on my hands all the way up to my elbows again. And then I like let go. I shake my hands off and my energy feels so clean <laughs> and so clear. Um, so that's one very simple thing that people can start doing immediately. I love that. That's so, so specific too, because I feel like even if someone hadn't intentionally walked you know, gotten off a call or a stage and walked into a bathroom, it really slows you down to say like, wow, I have the opportunity to take a few more seconds for myself instead of being the girl at the sink who's like, soap, 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 water, water, water. Okay, I'm out of here. Like how many times people are... Women are like holding their purse, leaning over the sink. They're on their way out. Like hands aren't even dry. It's pretty funny, but... That's like such a good tangible tool. I love that. It's so easy. And it's perfectly timely. (laughs) Perfectly timely, right? It couldn't be any more timely. And in the book, there are so many of these practices that I share with people. And, you know, even if people take three things or five things, the idea is it's about creating these mini rituals in your day to day life so that you start to ritualize your life. Not because it should be more work, but to create this like sacredness in this very fast-paced world in what I call the age of anxiety that we all live in. It's about taking these micro moments to create macro shifts 
in your whole journey. I love it. It's so good. I'm so excited to read the book. Mine's on the way. Yay! And, um, and I know it's going to really, really affect all of the readers. So you've made me, made me really excited to take a minute to self-reflect, to learn about where I am in space, and then to start using some of your rituals to, to calm the burnout and ease the anxiety. I love it. Kelsey, thank you so much for your time today. I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to chat with you. I'm so glad everyone got a second in the beginning of this podcast to, to just breathe and be in their body. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you and follow along? Of course. And thank you so much for having me, Kelly. You are an angel on this earth and I am honored and proud to walk beside you. Um, Yes. So you can find me at Kelsey J Patel, K-E-L-S-E-Y, the letter J Patel on Instagram, Facebook. My website is KelseyJPatel.com. If you are looking to order the book, um, it is in all the formats and all the places you can buy it. Um, Wherever you buy books, that's where you can purchase a copy of it. And the audio version is me. So the book, whether or not you have the ebook or the hard copy or the audio version, they will all be infused with distance Reiki healing to support um, any part of your journey that you choose to allow the book to manifest with you. Um, Yeah. And just come on over and say hi in any of those formats because I would love to hear from you. And the book for everyone listening is called Burning Bright. Kels, thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited for you, girlfriend. Thanks, babe. All right. Love you. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Be Well by Kelly. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at bewellbykelly.com and follow me on Instagram at bewellbykelly. I would love if you picked up my books, Body Love and Body Love Every Day. They're sold on Amazon and at all major booksellers. 